good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Blur Podcast's official first episode. This is what I wanted the show to always be, is a podcast series. Tried it in the past and it didn't work in different formats. I even tried a bit on YouTube, which was vaguely successful in a sense that it reached an audience and um, came across you know, as something that could work, but at the moment, it works as a podcast, and which is why it's called Blur Podcast. Blur's podcast is officially my podcast. Here I am, you're with the host with the most, it's Adam Gillette, here for episode one of Blur Podcast, and today, I'm just going to be talking very briefly about the series, uh, what, what we're going to be doing, how to find us, um how to get involved what this series is about why am i doing this anyone can do a podcast series i guess but anyone with half a brain uh, can do whatever they want can't they which is why they've let me on the internet thank god for that um so yeah welcome 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 how is everyone in this pandemic how is everyone doing of course i will get no response back but you're more than happy to leave things in the comments or talk to us on social media links in the description and yeah, well, here we are. It is, as at the time of recording this, the 12th of October 2020 at 11pm, because it's the only time in my house where no one makes any noise, near enough. And yeah, it, it, what a year. I mean, let's, let's before I, because I'm going to get into the nitty gritty stuff, obviously. So let's talk about the show first. So the show... The show, you know, I played a hundred with a few concept ideas for shows, and I think anyone with a big, you know, um, motivation and, and enough knowledge, something as a hobby to do, can easily set up like a fan kind of thing. It could be um, something on YouTube, like previously said, it could be a podcast such as this. It could be um, a fan based website. It could be anything. It could be a million different things. If you have enough passion and enough knowledge and a hobby of something do it you know people have done it you know you sit on youtube with many different algorithms and many different people doing different things and the things that they love to do and talk about because they they love it they have a passion for it and they know roughly what they're talking about i have two of those things hopefully i know what i'm talking about but we'll see i'm sure i'll get plenty of hate in the comments for this one but you can't see my face so there's no fucking getting around that is there hey can't give me any crap for that so yeah, the show, for me, it'll be a week-by-week week thing. I'll probably do one episode a week. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with work and university, and there's some little pandemic going around that I may have mentioned before, um, you know, that may stop me. But anything, I'll be at home more, so why not put a few more episodes out? Who cares? And my idea for the show is to do a week-by-week week roundup of some motorsports. So it, it, it's going to be controversial in here. I'll put it out to you that way. It will be controversial. We're going to be talking a lot about different motorsports, and not just Formula 1, because Formula 1 bores the shit out of me. I don't know about anyone else, but it bores the hell out of me. Formula 1 is everywhere. Formula 1 is is the pinnacle of motorsport, blah, blah, blah. And it just I'm just sick of hearing about it. I want to hear about real people, real, you know, not these celebrity fucking up there and arse bastards. I want to hear about real traditional races, you know, household names, nitty-gritty all the good stuff. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different motorsports, in particular more national sports, so the British Touring Car Championship. Um, and just generally anything anything that pops up in the news, anything in the media that we think is an interesting talking point, anything that's 
and oh my god, did you see this happen? Let's talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And we'll just see how we get on. So let's go on to the, the topic of sort of this week's episode, which is just racing in 2020, what's it been like as a spectator, as a fan? Obviously not being able to go to any events, which has been a kick in the balls, let's be honest. Um, uh, As a big fan of the British Touring Car Championship, I've been going there for, you know, years. Um, I've been watching the racing. If I've been to Alton Park every year with my granddad since 2007. Um, You know, and this is the first year we, we haven't been able to go, which has been insane. I never thought it would happen. I thought we'd just continue to go and go and go. So I'm technically not counting as missing this year because we weren't allowed to go. If there was a reason why we didn't go, for whatever reason, then we were still allowed to go, fine. But because we've not been allowed to go, um, then, you know, I'm not counting it. But, yeah, big fan of, you know, just going, just doing something, you know. I've been to Brands Hatch a few times to watch the race, and I've been to watch Formula 1 before. Good Formula 1. Said you want to talk about it. Um, yeah, it just, it you know, it does feel weird, because for me... The biggest motor in sport, you know, time of the year is June. You have, you know, you have Le Mans, the Indy 500, Monaco, Grand Prix, and the British Town Guys go to Alton Park. And for me, that's the that's the motorsport month, that. And I haven't had it. You know, Le Mans was pushed back to September. Did the virtual Le Mans, which was just something else, wasn't it? That can be a topic of another day. Um, it was all right. It wasn't, wasn't terrible, terrible. But yeah, so it's been weird. Um, obviously the first half of the year was all eSports stuff, which is fine, I, you know, I don't mind, at least it's better than nothing, of course there's a lot of healthy live streams and lots of um, things to, to watch, I guess, but in terms of just genuine sports and getting out of the house and enjoying a real life motor race, it was it was bad, I mean we, we got lucky, there were a few events in January-ish time in countries that hadn't been affected, so there was a bit of NASCAR racing and the Daytona 500, which I've reviewed previously on my blog, which will not be the topic of this conversation, but there it is. And um, we had the Barthes 12 hours, the, the Dakar rally, and we nearly, 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 nearly had the Formula One Australian at Grand Prix. We were about an hour away from having it. We're like, nope, go home, piss off, go home. I mean, that was stupid. That's, again, that's a topic for something else. But Christ, that was oh, that was depressing, wasn't it? But um, yeah, so you know, the first half of the year was lame. It's all esports stuff. We had you know mini championships and all the big YouTubers getting involved, and yeah, it was good. But it just doesn't beat real racing. It really doesn't. You know, anything in the world does not beat something in real life. You know, same with football. Watching someone kick a ball around in a video game on FIFA, not interesting really. Unless you're playing it, is it? Unless there's money on the line, what's the point? Real life games now, back at it. Of course, the season is mongers. But, you know, we don't care about football here. Here we don't care about, you know, football. The only balls we care about are the ones between the driver's legs. So let's get on to that. So let's talk about motorsport returning and what we've had briefly. Said I wasn't going to do it. Briefly, oh, we'll talk about Formula 1, only because I know people want to hear about it, but blah, blah, blah. But even unless you've been living on a cave, Formula 1 has been pretty boring this year. Pretty boring. Hamilton has won six races, I think, equaling Michael Schumacher's race win tally as of the weekend. The 
Nürburgring Grand Prix, the Eiffel Grand Prix. Yawn, but I will say this: he hasn't won as many races as Jason Plato, so he can piss off. Right? He ain't taking that away from me. But yeah, it, it's not been that interesting. Max Verstappen has won a race, Bottas has won a couple, but Jesus, Alex, once again, once again, I threw my eggs in the basket and said, you know what, Bottas is going to step up this year. He's going to do it. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to go. He's going to beat Lewis Hamilton. He's going to do it. He's going to give us a real title fight, even if it's the two Mercedes fighting. It's still a title fight. We we had it with Rosberg. And Hamilton, and that was great. Do you know, it wasn't terrible. At least we had two drivers fight for the championship. It went down to the wire. This is just, it's embarrassing, man. It really is. Seriously, get rid of, get rid of bias after, after next year. I know they signed him up for 2021, 20, I believe, but I would get rid of him personally. I don't think he cuts the mustard, but of course, he's a great number two driver. And as a business perspective, he's the boy they need at the moment. But whatever, ignore that. Uh, Max was having to a couple of, yeah, he's been good. He's had a couple of, Bad finishes recently. He was second in the championship at one point. I tell you what, I really hope he does finish second in the championship just to solidify everything that Mercedes is doing wrong. So we'll we'll um, we'll keep an eye on that one, but it's going to be a tough one. Bottas keeps running races. Undoubtedly, not going to happen. Um, we'll see. Uh, the I mean, there have been a few interesting races uh, and some. You know, new drivers on the podium, obviously, Lando Norris has had his first podium. Sainz has been on the podium. Stroll has been on the podium. Um, Danny Ricciardo has been on the podium. And, of course, the fantastic race at Monza, but, which was great. You know, great result and everything. But it just shows you what needs to happen in the sport for it to be an interesting race. You need to take out the three big, the top three big boys, which are obviously Verstappen, Bottas and, and Hamilton. We're not counting Albin there, are we? Let's be honest. You know, take, I mean, he has a podium this year, but... Ugh, Jesus. I hate to be Max Verstappen's teammate right now. But yeah, take out, you know, take out the big three and what have you got? You've got interesting stuff. So again, that's one of those things. You know, what we like is motorsport that, you know, doesn't need to have stuff like that happen for it to be interesting. It should just be interesting from the, the lights out. It should be interesting. We just, just don't get that Formula 1. So forget Formula 1. We're not talking about it anymore. All right, that's gone. It's gone for this podcast episode. Okay? It's not, it's not happening. Let's talk. Let's talk about other racing. Let's talk about the race. Okay, let's let's before we hit the the climax because you can probably tell where this is going. Being a touring car fan, but let's talk about Le Mans then. Um, you know, for me, Le Mans this year wasn't that good. You know, I put the weekend off work and I watched it same as usual. Blah blah blah. It just wasn't that good, man. It, you know, it, it just didn't have the making of an epic race, and it wasn't that interesting. There wasn't much that happened in the race. It was what I thought it was going to be, which is a, a Toyota victory. You know, and obviously they've they've you know they've adjusted the boost and rules recently and stuff, and, and made rebellion racing a bit more competitive. But it's so trash, man. You need you need a few manufacturers in there. But help is coming. We are holding out. The, the new rule change is coming soon, and we we will see a few different manufacturers in there. Hopefully, we we've already got three, I think, at the moment. Toyota obviously committing, and they are revealing their car in January, I believe, late January, which will be interesting. I've always seen a few pre-pictures of it. It looks good. Um, Peugeot are joining in, taking over Rebellion. And there are... Um, Bicolors are doing something as well, but, you know, who are they? <laughs> no disrespect to them, but Jesus, you need to sort your shit out. Um, but what what I believe is the thing is that new manufacturers or teams can't join unless they take over an existing team. 
because obviously the grid's full and they have to, because of the way that the WC works and the way that Le Mans works, you know, you can't race in that rate. You can't just turn up and race in it. You have to qualify for it by winning like the European season, the Asian season, IMSA, whatever. So you can't just turn up and race. So team manufacturers have to get existing teams to run their cars form, which is why Peugeot and Rebellion are presumably forming a uh, partnership in a sense. Um, so that's how it is at the moment. But, it, you know, the future looks brighter than it is. Uh, in terms of LMP2, massively competitive. No one thought it would be years ago, but it is. Probably the most competitive champ- um, class on the grid. But it's all, you know, they did, you know, um, the FIA and WEC brought in the new rules a couple of years ago that said only four chassis manufacturers can make... Um, can make LMP2 cars, which is a record this year. Um, Riley, who's what's that? Stellara, uh, is it? And there's one more which eludes me. Shows you how popular it is. I mean, it's mostly dominated by records and this year, isn't it? But I'm trying to think who the bloody fourth one is. Oh, it's going to piss me off now because I can't remember that. But anyway, only four manufacturers allowed to do LMP2, and it's dominated by records. They are by far the best package on the grid for that. So again, that was you know not as exciting. It was exciting for the battles, but in terms of the actual looking at the cards and stuff, it wasn't as exciting. So we'll have to think about that one. Do you know what? I can see it in my mind. See them till because it wasn't a, there wasn't any Rileys on the grid this year. They haven't been for like a year or so. But I can I can see it in my head the car that was on the grid. Because it was run by that Solara Racing or something. They're in blue and green. That's going to pee me off now. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to Google this because because you know, I'm a professional, obviously. But yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't as exciting, really, in my eyes. It wasn't that exciting. Um, GT Pro again has been sort of dropped everywhere, even over in America and IMSA has been dropped. You know, it's just it's just not that. Um, so it is Delara. Oh, so it's Riley is the other one. Okay, so I thought it was two. Okay, so you got a record this year, Riley and Delara. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's only one Delara on the grid, so it was dominated by a record in this year, but mostly a records. But yeah, the GT Pro is not exciting really. You've got the, the Aston Martin boys flying the flag for the UK. Not a big fan of their current livery on the car, though. It's a bit too. Oh, it's just gross. It's not what it used to be, is it? Once they lost the golf livery sponsorship, it went downhill, let's be honest. Um, yeah, so that wasn't that exciting. So you got the, what is it, Porsche? It's only Porsche, Aston Martin, and Ferrari that were in it this year. And, you know, a couple of years ago, about six different manufacturers in there, didn't we? We had Chevrolet turning up for the books, which I'm surprised they didn't turn up this year, probably probably because of Corona and stuff, though, obviously. Uh, Ford pulled out at uh, the end of the last year. Um, BMW aren't bothered about it at the moment. Um, SRT Viper was there. There were so many, you know, and it was great, but this it just it's kind of lost in translation. And then GTM, just poor. It was just a Porsche and Ferrari fuckfest, man. There's so many. It's like 15 Ferraris and five. Por- it was just it was boring. Yeah, not a fan. But you know, again, there was still plenty of cars in the grid and made for decent racing. But for me, it wasn't the best of the month I've ever watched. It, we need these new rules to come in soon. Um. What else? What else has been happening? WRC, let's talk about rally. Why not? 
WRC has actually been really good this year. Of course, the heavily reduced calendar, only doing about eight meetings, I think. But it's been really good. Of course, you've got a few manufacturers in there. So Hyundai and Toyota. Again, Toyota dipping their pencil and everything, aren't they? Um, Hyundai. God, are they ever going to win it? They're kicking. They must be kicking themselves consistently in the balls, man. Seriously. What a shame. They've had such great drivers. Winning, of course, this weekend, however, first and third. Uh, Ford are there or thereabouts with M Sport, but they're not what they used to be. They're definitely the third fastest team. Obviously, Citroen pulled out after being humiliated by everyone, which is a shame because I really like that car, the C3 WRC with the Red Bull. I thought it was nice, but whatever. Yeah, I like Citroens in that, but I would never buy a road version of it. Here's a tip. Don't buy French cars for the road. Seriously. Clueless. Um, so, yeah. Um yeah, it's been pretty good this year, actually. We've had a few different winners from the Toyota and Hyundai camps. Fords. I don't think they've had a win yet, not getting there thereabouts. But one of the great things is we have an English driver leading the championship. Now, I believe there's only two rounds left, and he's leading the championship by about 15 or something points. Elvin Evans driving for Toyota. And he's had two wins this season. The only driver who has had more than one win. And I'll tell you what, he is on course. If he just keeps his head down... Stays consistent in the next two races, it'll be fine. No retirements, as long as it's in the top five, could be on the money there. And it'd be so great to see another British driver winning the WRC. It's been, oh God, it's been ages. How many, the only thing the French can win, isn't it, is rally. It's the only thing they can win. They've won uh, They've won it pretty much every year. Well, I mean, Oit Tanak won it last year. He's, is he Estonian, is he? Uh, he won it last year. And... Number four, and then it was Sebastian Ogier. And then before him, it was Loeb. And I think the last English driver to win it was, was it Richard Burns back in early 2000s? And obviously before him, Colin McRae. So, yeah, it's a real pain in the arse because I'd love a British driver to win it just to shut them Frenchies up for five minutes. And, uh, yeah, right, it's not a British car, but uh, I like the Toyota um, Yaris WRC. I think it's one of the greatest WRC cars I've ever seen. So I'd love them to win it, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Two rounds to go. And the cars, the cars are so good. Since they updated the rules in 2016, I believe, the cars have been so good. It, it looks, they, they uh, there's a lot of controversy around this and a lot of hominin and and arguments between different people, but I generally um, believe that the WRC cars that currently are on the grid now are what Group B could could be today. I generally think that if Group B was still going, it would be this today. I mean, it's a, a question we'll obviously never get an answer to, but I don't think we ever would have got an answer to it because if if that accident, if the accidents didn't happen in Group B, it was so terrifying, and they'd gone forward, you know, the 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 whole shape of WRC then was to go faster and you know, to go build insane cars and the next year was going to be group s and group b would have died then either way group b either way group b was dead it was dead it was it was so dead it if it hadn't if all the stuff hadn't happened all the bad stuff hadn't happened um group b would have died with the um with the um starting of group s uh, which would have started in the late 80s. That, you know, when Group S would have come in, 
which all the manufacturers are building up to do, you know, they'd released pictures of some of the cars, we've seen the Audi and Lancia were up for it, Ford, loads of people were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's pretty crazy, really, what what, uh, what was going on, but yeah, either way, Group B would have been dead. But now the cars look brilliant. I think they're insanely fast. I watched them the onboard, and it is, it is terrifying. It really is terrifying. But yeah, fingers crossed, Oakland can bring it over the line. So let's move away from Rally quickly and move. It's only to do a short episode here, but about half an hour or something like that. But let's move into touring cars. Uh, the world touring cars has been quite quiet. Not a lot going on there, not a lot of events. Again, the world touring cars for me is just a piss take. They just can't get it right. Because the organisers are idiots. It's the FIA, the FIA, WTCR. It, it's all about money in that championship, which was what they were trying to get away with when they were trying to get away from when they introduced TCR rules to lower costs and everything. But then loads of manufacturers like, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, jumped in. And now it's like, oh, who will pay the FIA the most money to get their car up to the win? Obviously, it's Think and Co that are going to be pushing the biggest budget this year, which are leading the championship at the moment. And I was so pissed off about the balance of performance and stuff that they've been doing with the cars that they pulled out of one of the meetings. So let's not talk about that. This is crap. DTM, dying, if not dead. It's not a touring car championship. We don't care what anyone says, but it is a good championship. It used to be. And two manufacturers in at the moment, BMW and Audi, with BMW pulling out at the end of the season and Audi dominating the hell out of it this year. If they want DTM to survive, they need to make it something else. And they did try and make it joint with um, the GT500 rules that are running in Asia. But they've done it too late and they rushed it. And if they'd done it a couple of years ago, great. But they're just like, no, we'll just carry on. Everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know what they're going to do. They are talking about GT3 and GT something. But you don't need another GT series. Just collapse the series and carry on with TCR Germany. That's what they need to do. V8 um, Supercars in Australia, known as Supercars now. Amazing championship. Only two manufacturers in at the moment, Holden and... Ford and Holden are pulling out, so don't know what's going to happen with that one. Again, great cars though, great championship, really big, really popular. Great champion already, Scott McLaughlin, three times champion, amazing driver, I love him, big fan. But we'll have to see what goes on with that. Who knows, I like it, I fingers crossed they can survive, but we don't know. Um, who knows, I think they will, but if it's all Ford, I don't know what's going to happen. I think they'll probably run independent Holdens and then see what happens. I think... Other manufacturers may be interested joining because it's quite a big series. I remember a couple of years ago we had five manufacturers on the grid, you know, with Nissan, Volvo, Mercedes, and Lexus talking about um, entering as well. But yeah, we'll have to see. And um, which leads us to the British Touring Car Championship. Now I can talk about this in another episode, but I'm not. I don't care if people think I'm biased because I live in the UK. The British Touring Car Championship is by far the best motorsport championship in the world in the world and the reason why i'm saying this is because they've got it right they've got the championship right it's competitive it's got it's got everything you need it, it, there's no messing around no one's peed off with anyone as much as they are in other championships the organizers know what they're doing alan gow is an amazing man he's, he's run the championship for years he knows exactly what he's doing we've got a great um circuit roster we've got some fantastic classic circuits which a lot of other play other championships don't have access to in fact we don't really have any new build tra- um, tracks, really, apart from Silverstone that's been redone in the last you know, five, six years. Apart from that, we haven't had, we haven't had anything new for years, and that's why the championship's great because it's just 
what it should be, what it, a championship should be. It shouldn't, you know, if something's not, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix the damn things. You know what I mean? We've got um, an incredibly competitive grid with um, nearly with 32 cars we've had in the past, of course, reduced recently, but had about 32 cars in the grid, which was at the time more than any other touring car championship in the world. Of course, that's changed now, but it was at the time more than any other championship. We've got some pretty big name drivers and a lot of former champions on the grid. Some champions that have raced off in, in around Europe and loads of other stuff. We've got an amazing cars. We've got like 11 different manufacturers. And yeah, okay, they're not all manufacturer entries, but there are 11 different types of cars. So it's incredibly versatile. No other championship has that. And the reason why we have it is cheap. It's cheap and cheerful. I can get onto this anyway in another episode. But yeah, it's cheap and cheerful and great too great to watch and we do our, we don't need manufacturer support in the championship for it to be to be good and competitive at the moment we are very blessed to have three manufacturers on the grid honda toyota and bmw we have also Vauxhall floating around we've had subaru we've had everyone we've had literally everyone any manufacturer they've been on the grid at some point it's insane you know we've got cars now that no other championship has we've got infinities mercedes um God, you know, I could go on forever. Audis, BMWs, Toyotas, Hondas, and you know, so many different things. And there might be just one car. We've got different mates, and there's, there's some big sponsors. And it's a, honestly, it just works. So far this season, it's been really quite interesting. A, a titanic battle, really, between Ashley Sutton in the Infinity Q50 and Colin Turkton in the BMW One Series, a new one, which looks amazing. Um, and you know, recently in the last weekend at the uh, Croft, it was all up and down, and now it's brought some other drivers into the championship. Dan Cambridge is now second in the championship for Honda, and Tony Ingram's fourth for Toyota. So it should be quite interesting going into the final two race meetings, and we'll have to see how they get on. Uh, but I will talk about all that in another episode. It's been really competitive at the moment, actually. So it just about leads it, but it's really competitive. So yeah, that's sort of a roundup of sort of all the major sort of big championships. I'm sure there are many I haven't mentioned that people are like, oh, you didn't mention this. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm only going to do 30 minutes at the moment. So we'll get back to you and your cheap championship. Huh? But um, yeah, so this is basically what the podcast is going to be. It's going to be me rambling on about Tony cars, probably, and definitely other motorsports. Um, we'll try and get some people on to talk. We'll try and cover some stuff i'll put some i've got a twitter you can put your you can all follow it if you want me to answer any questions put them in and yeah just just gonna be motorsport motorsport and see what the hell happens we'll try and cover as much as we can i mean weekly um weekly podcast but yeah we'll, we'll see how we get on uh, i will also be appearing on another podcast series the wheel barrow blog series which is um done through some pals of mine at university and we talk about um, writing and I guess journalism in a sense and, and working in the writing industry which is sort of this as well because this this is a bit of a script I've sort of written to, you know stuff I've had to talk about and it all links together so I'll be appearing on there and I'll send a link for that as well you guys can show them some love or whatever but yeah so we're just going to see how we get on uh, any suggestions please send them my way this has been Adam Gillette on Blur Podcast episode one and I'll catch you guys later